because there's days where you know you do get those bad leads and and you know person in my office will call and be like oh my god another stupid lead blah 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 you know and i'm thinking ah i'm gonna cancel i'm not gonna use home advisor anymore and then at the end of the month i sit down and i, I look at the numbers and i said to myself you know what even with those bad leads you know it, it, we're still meeting our benchmarks we're still closing these jobs at the same rate not better than you know some of other leads why stop it yes you heard that right and you read that right home advisor it's Corey, by the way and today i wanted to bring on a guest that has experience and is actually using home advisor as a lead source and he's not just some fly-by-night or startup operation he's an established trades business in the concrete trade for over 10 years and he's using home advisor well to generate leads and subsequently turn that into business now i think this is really important because this is something i've been stressing in my facebook group a lot and talking a lot about uh and it's really happening quick particularly over the last year but these home advisor thumbtacks yelp angie's list lead generation sites of the world whatever you want to call them they are quick growing they're quickly growing a user base the people happy with the contractors that they find I guess slash refer and subsequently they're referring their friends family colleagues and other people on you know the the social media internet sphere back to these platforms and on top of that these platforms have large 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 marketing budgets and resources at their fingertips so they are growing and I say that it's something that we cannot ignore now I don't suggest going out there and making a home advisor thumbtack uh, porch build zoom whatever it might be all of your marketing budget but it is something that you need to be conscious of and maybe start adapting into your actual business model and look for ways to increase your closing rate and differentiate yourself from everybody that you're going to be competing with on there starting from the second somebody requests an estimate from you so in today's episode we've got Pete catalano of catalano concrete now concrete hero uh talking about this we cover a lot of good stuff here on this subject so it's an awesome episode tune in let's jump into it Pete, welcome to the Home Pro Success Show. Hey, Corey, great to be here. All right, man. Now I'm familiar with who you are, but tell your tell the listeners out there, not our users, our listeners on the Home Pro Success Show, about your company. You're a concrete company located in Illinois somewhere. What do you do? Give us the rundown here. What's your business like? Yeah, so we are a concrete contractor, um, and we service um, the suburbs of Chicago, so the Chicagoland area. Mm -hmm. um, and we focus on mainly residential. Uh, we've been doing it uh, 10 years and we've been doing it pretty much uh, a lot of remove and replace is, is kind of, um, you know, the term we use with residential. So a lot of driveways, patios, garage floors um, that are, you know, ready to be replaced. Um, so we deal a lot with just direct, directly with the homeowners. And we, we do a, a few commercial jobs here and there. Um, but about four years ago, we also added concrete raising um, to our one, you know, to our services, and that's been really uh, successful for us. Um, so we've been kind of growing that part of the company. So now we're we're really a, a kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of homeowners. Um, you know, we're we're raising, replacing. We also do some maintenance with uh, power washing and sealing. Um, so because of the new services, um, we decided to change our name, and this is the first year where we're. Um, you know, now known as, you know, we were Catalano Concrete uh, and it's, you know, myself and my father um, that, that run the company. Um, and this year we're going to be called Concrete Hero. So it was kind of a, 
challenging, you know, a uh, fun experience going through a, a renaming of a, of a company. Uh, but it's, we feel it's, it's the best thing to do for the long run. Um, but yeah, so now we are, um, you know, we're doing a lot of raising, um, along with replacement as well. So that's kind of what we do. And, 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 um, you know, the, the, uh, the rebrand I think is going to, um, um, just allow us to kind of, um, develop more of a stronger brand presence, kind of stand out from the crowd. There's, you know, so many companies that, that made it pretty much our, you know, last name concrete, you know? Um, so, so I wanted something that was going to be easy to remember, easy to pronounce. And to be honest with you, long-term planning, you know, if I do to sell this to, to sell the company in the future, I I feel like I'll, it'll it'll be worth more. If, if no doubt. I, I think that gives yeah, it yeah. some sort of value in a sense there that somebody's yeah. not just buying, right. buying that name. I think, um, well, as a buyer, I mean, I would see it as like, well, I'm buying that name company, but I'm never going to be Catalano, you know? And right. Right. Here we go. Now we've set up a totally separate brand. So we'll come back to the rebrand. Right. Uh, let's get some more information, kind of some more insight into the actual operations. How many guys you guys have out there, subs in house and, it, you, the, start, the company started 10 years ago. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, well, Kellen Concrete started 10 years ago, but my father, who, uh, who I should say started the company, he has been in mm-hmm. Concrete his whole life, 40 years. He's yeah. been with other partners before, um, but 10 years ago, he decided to start Kellen Concrete. And then I helped him out um, originally on a part-time basis. And interesting enough, I was originally a high school teacher and I, I did that for about five years. I was teaching and then helping my father in the summers um, with sales estimates. Um, and then after five years, I decided to do a career change. And, you know, I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, my, my father actually needs help. And, you know, at the time I'm thinking this is a business I could definitely really grow and, and, and systematize and, and develop into a, a pretty, you know, um, viable, you know, lucrative business. Um, so that's what I did. And, you know, the business has been, been growing every year and we've been, you know, adding new services and, and, um, you know, so, um, changing the name, changing the name. That's a big yeah. step. Right. Right. So it's a, it's a huge um, step. Yeah. Right. But in terms of size, I mean, we're not a huge company. We, you know, we have, um, 10 total employees that changes because we are seasonal in the Midwest here. Um, but, uh, we got about eight guys in the field. Um, and mm-hmm. then we have, uh, a full-time estimator. Actually, I have a part-time estimator too that helps out when we get real busy. Um, and then we have someone in the office as well. Um, and then I'll, I'll do, you know, estimates too, as, as we get busy. Um, so I'm guessing the busy yeah. season for you guys is in the summer. Yeah. I would say eight months out of the year is, is when we work, you know, we're going to be starting up here actually, hopefully, I mean, uh, I mean, today is a miserable day. It's single digits, but uh, we're hoping to start up probably late March, early April, and then we'll go all the way till early December. You know, we might have a, an indoor job in the wintertime, but you know, for the most part in, in concrete work, it's kind of the thing people, guys expect um, to kind of be laid off. And, and we have a strong group of guys that have been with us. They're loyal. So they, you know, they plan accordingly. They understand, you know, they actually anticipate and, and enjoy that time off in the wintertime for them to do other things. That's good. That's good. Because my next question was going to be, well, how do you get these people back after four months, you know, down here in my trade in Florida screen enclosures? If we laid people off for four months, we are probably not getting them back. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but, yeah. but like I said, it's, you know, people that are in the concrete trade, um, they kind of expect that. Um, but 
you know, because of, of, of that, we, we do work pretty hard those eight months. Um, you know, we're, we're working six days a week, 10 hour days. Um, it, so it's, it's definitely, um, you put your time in when you can, and then the winter comes, it's like you almost are looking forward to slowing things down and, um, you know, taking a little bit of break from it. So, um, so yeah, it, it's kind of the thing in this industry and guys that, you know, you got to take care of your guys and you got to make sure that, you know, um, you give them enough hours and you pay them well so that they could, you know, they could save up and, 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 you know, uh, and, you know, get through the winter. Yeah. So you explained why you guys changed the name. Mm-hmm. How long ago did you change the name? We just did it. I mean, okay. it was, it's going to be as of uh, this season. Yeah, last season we were Colin Concrete. Um, okay, but- so yeah, so most of the customers right. haven't even gotten hit, um, haven't even seen the new name yet. Right, so- we just launched a new website. Um, so mm-hmm. so technically, we, you know, and we just did our first home show. So um, technically, we just, you could say, you know, officially, are, you know, launched a new name about a month ago. Um, but, you know, the reason why, and I, I wanted to do it for a long time, I just was really scared to do it to be honest with oh, you yeah i can certainly see <laughs> why you'd be scared of that I, right I right scared of changing my company's name i'd be yeah, yeah. afraid of it yeah right so basically because we are shifting our focus um we are known as as a concrete construction company you know people when they see the name that and they recognize that they they know us for the concrete guys that do driveways um mm-hmm. but because we're, we're kind of shifting into more of the repair and maintenance um I felt that doing a name change was, was not going to hurt us and it will only help us um, because, you know, we're not known as a raising company and that's really the area that we want to grow the most. Um, and so this would, if this would be the best time to do it um, if I was going to do it. But the reason why I, I just didn't like the old name is um, it just didn't really stand out. Um, you know, in this area, you know, it's a Italian last name. There's a lot of Italian um, last yeah. name companies that do concrete work. You know? <laughs> it's not a stereotype. It's true, you know. So, um, you know, I wanted just more of a name that um, stood out, easy to remember. You know, you kind of, Concrete Hero has a, an instant image kind of in your mind when you think it of does. it. It does. I like um, it. I really like the name Concrete yeah. Hero there. And then I didn't want to... I didn't want to pin myself down to one type of service. So I just made it a general concrete hero so that we could do a lot of different things underneath that name, you know? So mm-hmm. for instance, raising and coatings and sealing, um, you know, and, and other things in the future that we want to add. So it's a name that kind of applies to a lot of things and we could, we still do replacement work we're, we're still going to be doing that this year. Um, but I want a name that could really last and I could apply to a lot of different things. Um, you know, and it's just, you know, it's kind of a fun name. It's, it's, you, you could build, I think, a, a strong brand around. Yeah, there's some, like um, you know, kind of around the whole super character thing. You know, there's, right. I, you see a lot of company, you know, Genie, Wizard. Right. Uh, uh, there's a company down here called Best Home Services, large company. And uh, the general manager is actually in the group. Shout out to you, Mike. But um, they, they got a, like a superhero logo that is just associated with everything. Yeah. I, I, I like the name, man. I really, really think nice. you're on a good step there with Concrete Hero. Yeah. What, do you, what have you done? Or I guess you probably haven't done much, but what's your plan to kind of get the old customers rebranded? Do you guys have a step-by-step plan here going forward to oh, get gosh. the yeah, you know, I, I, known as <laughs> Concrete for the last 10 years? Known right, right. So Concrete a couple challenges, yeah. The, the, the one thing, though, I mean, uh, with, with our business, we, we don't, I mean, with Concrete Work, you know, you, you do a repeat business every now and then, but not a lot. You know, concrete 
<laughs> it lasts, right? So, um, yeah. you know, but you, you, you do get referrals. So I didn't want to lose that. Um, mm -hmm. So for instance, um, you know, our old website now, if, if you go there, it's going to direct you to the new website. Um, so I'm messaging in there to let people know, hey, you know, Kind of Concrete is now Concrete Hero. Um, made some couple announcements on Facebook for people that are on there following us. Um, our phone system, you know, for the next couple of months when people call and, and, and it's off hours, you know, our answering machine does say, hey, you reach Kind of Concrete and Concrete Hero. And it was gonna be a little confusing, but we, mm -hmm. you know, we kind of want to do that for now so that people don't think they call the wrong place. Um, and then when people do call us, we explain to them right away that, Hey, you know, it's the same company, same name or same guy, same owner, just, yeah. just a new name. A new um, name. So, and then I'm also thinking about maybe sending out a letter to uh, past clients, um, and then mm -hmm. also use that as opportunity to maybe, you know, get, you know, offer some sort of promotion with that for, for concrete raising, you know, um, you know, so, so yeah, it's been a challenge, um, but let, we're not, you know, we're not a, you know, a home maintenance company, like a plumber or electrician where, where they rely on that repeat business. That would be a very tough thing to do in that sort of situation with us. Majority of our, of our work is coming from new customers. So, you know, um, it's not that hard. Yeah, it's a matter of really capturing the referral market, you know, which is I'm sure quite sizable for you guys. We find it, you know, we're in the same yeah. boat here, right. you know, people really only need our services once every seven years, really. But one thing that we've found is a there's quite a bit of referrals, tons of referrals out there, and b some people actually sell their homes and move quite frequently. So in the seven years Ooh. I've been doing it, we've have clients now that we've done you know two or three new structures for, meaning they've sold their home at least once or twice in the time. And that uh, that was something I really didn't see, and I didn't expect to be quite as big of a market uh, or right. quite as big as of an occurrence. You know, I thought people had to get us and they'll forget about us by the right. time they need a new one, but surprisingly we've got customers that have gone on actually the very first the customer actually has no idea um, about this but the very first project that i ever sold as gulf coast aluminum i know his name i'm not going to drop it publicly here but i know it i went over to his place totally nervous you know my first time with a business card in the shirt, and uh i sold my him brain. don't I ask me how long i've been doing this <laughs> Well, I sold him. So I sold him the project and uh, he he's came back for multiple things over the, you know, over the seven years now. And the most recent time I heard from him was in November, just this past uh, past November 2018. So five months before recording this. And uh, he called my line directly. He's still got my phone number through it. And um, so he calls me directly and goes, ah, Corey, you know, glad to see you're still there. You must be an owner by now. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> you've got no idea, buddy. No idea. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's uh, it's kind of a heartwarming story, I guess, behind the whole thing when I thought, hey, no, you know, nobody's ever really going to use us more than once. But just a thought, I loaded your website there. I went to uh, catalanoconcrete.com and, you know, of course it redirects to Concrete Hero. Mm. One thing, just my little two cents is maybe consider you know kind of under the logo putting like buy catalano concrete or something like that right that that's in the works yeah i'm trying okay. to figure out the best way to message it on the website we had a pop-up um i actually just shut it down a couple days ago um just to kind of see how that affects um, our conversion but it was a pop-up just saying like hey you know you know we are now concrete hero and then it would go away after a few seconds but uh, but yeah i'm still trying to work with how you know to do this um, but, uh, but like you said, I think just having it on the homepage somewhere, um, yeah. it's probably the easiest thing to yeah, do. Yeah. I, I would kind of, I mean, if it were mine, I just kind of stick it up somewhere in the top permanent, some smaller text, but right. uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think we can all agree getting it on the homepage somewhere would be, uh, 
would be a good step, you know, even, even minimal. But on that note, let's, um, let's kind of shift gears here. You've got, you know, new services you're adding or not new services you're adding, but focusing on right. what do you guys do for marketing, man. How are you guys selling the stuff? Right. So it's a good question because, you know, with, with concrete work, um, we didn't really have a hard time getting work to be honest with you. We really didn't, first couple of years, I really didn't spend any money. You know, concrete is a really tough trade. Concrete guys right. do, do concrete and we sell it. We don't sell it exclusively. It has to be with one of our patio projects, right. but it, you know, it's just kind of an industry known for lack of professionalism, right? You know, lack of any type of organization, you know, so when the customers find a company like you, I can only imagine what they think. I know what it's like, you know, finding us. But at the same time, as a company, it's actually very, very difficult to manage because let's face it, nobody, nobody, nobody likes doing concrete work. Right, right, exactly. So, so you know, when we were just doing concrete work, it, it wasn't tough getting work, you know. And we, you know, we had a, a site that was optimized. People found us online or it was referrals um, or, you know, Angie's List used to be free, you know, for contractors. People, we were, you know, getting tons of leads from that. So, um, but now with concrete raising, that's a service that does require advertising, um, not just because it's new for us, but it's a service that's still kind of unfamiliar to a lot of homeowners. Um, they don't even know it exists. We also use a process that's uh, a newer process. I know people are familiar with mud jacking, which is something we don't do. We use um, polyurethane. Um, so that is new as well. So because of that, we do have to spend money to get some some awareness out of, of, of us, but also just the fact that you could do this kind of stuff. So right now, we're, we're, we got a lot of things going in terms of advertising. Um, you know, we have uh, paid search through Google, obviously, something that we do. Um, a lot of our competitors are on there. It's, you know, you kind of have to be. Um, then we're doing a lot more with Facebook this year than we used to. Um, we're, we're, I'm going to be spending a lot more time on Facebook and being a little more strategic um, with the ads that I'm running. Um, then we do um, direct mailers. Um, we do a couple different ways. Um, one is uh, we do have... Um, there are a couple companies in this area that offer kind of a bundled package of home service providers that they send out for you. Um, and that reduces the cost then it's about five cents, um, versus if you're doing, so what, do you, your what do you mean bundled there? I'm not following you on that. What are they bundled? Right. So, so they'll send, you know, a homeowner will get in the mail, a package of maybe 20 direct mailers, small postcards versus just one. Um, and you know, I have roofers, electricians, screen club, oh, you know. Okay, okay, all right. So, so yes, that just reduces the cost. They're basically yeah, so, sending like this group of, uh, they're basically sending like this group of postcards of all right. home service prizes. Right, right, real basic getting thing. Getting space uh, into that, yeah, okay. Right, right, but that, again, that drops the cost. So that allows you to do more houses. Um, so we're part of programs like that. We also even just do traditional people hanging door hangers. You know, I know that sounds, you know, almost like uh, rudimentary, but it, for, for us, it works. It creates awareness and allows us to focus our marketing dollars in, in subdivisions that I know really need our work. Um, mm -hmm. Because with, with, with us and most trades, you know there's, there's subdivisions that are just perfect for what you do. You know, they, they all have the same problem. All the homes are built the same way and, and the demographics are all the same. Um, for, you know, so, you know, you have those hot spots that you're always working in. So the door hangers really work well for us. Um, so yeah, that's, and then we're on home advisor, you know, and, and, and Angie's list. Um, but I really don't pay much for Angie's list, but most, you know, I, I do pay for home advisor and that changes throughout the season. Um, you know, because you could, you know, really change it on the fly on, on how many leads you want to accept. 
um, you know, that's kind of worked well for us. So, you know, once we, you know, depending on how many jobs we're getting, I could bring it down and I could bring it up if, if I see there's a, there's, you know, a slow work and I got to keep my guys busy. Um, so yeah, I mean that, I know a lot of guys, you know, they, they don't have good luck with home advisor, but for, for us, I've been with them for a very long time and, you know, it's, it, 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 it works for us. It, the cost per lead is in line with a lot of other, um, lead sources um and sometimes it's even less um so so yeah home advisor you know has, has, has yeah, let's talk about let's talk about home advisor for a minute because that intrigues me as i kind of said you know in the very beginning um a lot of people are kind of frustrated with home advisor right you right. know a lot of people are like well you know we buy leads they're all fake they're all garbage they're overpriced it's competitive how long have you been with home advisor because that's certainly an indication you said you've been with them for a while but how many years right. we started with them back when it was called service magic and when okay. we first started our company um you know we were you know i, I wanted you know, a way to get leads, you know? And so, so that was like a really easy way to do it. I didn't spend much money cause I, I really need too many, um, leads at the time, um, paid leads at least. Um, but, um, but yeah, we, we did it and, uh, it was, it, it's, it's, we've used it every year. Now we changed the amount. Um, but, but especially now with concrete racing, since that is a new service, um, home advisor has, has been a way to kind of, uh, get into that market. Um, you know, we have a lot of reviews on our site, you know, pictures, things like that. So there's that social proof. It's it, besides being a lead generator, it, it ranks home advisor ranks well. So when people research your company, your profile pop up and they might not find you on home advisor, but they're checking your reviews on home. Yeah. Advisor. yeah they're doing, doing um, their little background checks. What people are saying. Exactly. So, you know, by having a good reputation um, and a good presence on HomeAdvisor, that's just going to help everything out for you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's, it's our main driver of, of leads by no means. Um, but it's, it's, it's definitely um, a, a lead source that I, I think is good for us. You know, it's, it's going to be different for everybody. But, you know, my advice is, because there's days where, you know, you do get those bad leads and, and, you know, mm -hmm. person in my office will call and be like, oh my God, another stupid lead, blah, 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 you know, and I'm thinking, ah, I'm going to cancel. I'm not going to use home advisor anymore. And then at the end of the month, I sit down and I, I look at the numbers and I said to myself, you know what, even with those bad leads, we're still, you know, it, we're still meeting our benchmarks. Yeah. You know, we're, we're still closing these jobs at the same rate, if not better than, you know, some of other leads. Why, why stop it? Um, you know, so I, I'm a big believer in, in having a diversified, um, you know, list of leads. You know, I, I don't absolutely, like, absolutely, absolutely. Right. So if you're relying on one source of leads, it's dangerous unless it's all referrals and you're golden. But, you know, uh, but relying on one, even two types, you know, lead sources, I would say is, is risky. You know, we we um, started out, like I said, SEO, we were killing it at the time. It was really easy to get leads um, that changed. And, and I realized quickly that I can't rely I'm just SEO. And then, you know, Angie's list was really good for us. And then they changed, right. They changed their platform. And then I said, well, you know, I really have to, you know, I always keep things open, even if it might, it might not be the best. I, I always kind of keep a presence on certain um, platforms just so if I do have to make a switch, I'm already established. You know, if I have to increase my home advisor budget, I'm set. You know, I, I have the, the reviews on there, the profile built, you know, um, it'll, it'll be an easy transition if I have to do that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, you really just have to watch your, your, your costs, you know, with, with any lead source, um, 
there are bad leads. You know, there are bad leads. There's fake leads. There's pe people that, you know, they, they think you do something else. And, and you know, um, but overall, when, when I look at the numbers, it still makes sense for us to use HomeAdvisor. Still working. You made a lot of good points there. One of the ones I want to go back to is when you said, you know, hey, you got one day when it's like you get bad leads here, bad leads there, whatever. Something for all of us. And, you know, I have to remind myself of this. You just can't look at your marketing results at like one day. If you do that, you're going to drive yourselves absolutely nuts. <laughs> at the minimum, look at it over a week, you know, assess right. your cost per lead over a week or expenditure over a week. At minimum, uh, you know, I think a month is more realistic because there will be weeks when it's just like nothing's happening, no leads are coming in. And then the following week, boom, 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 you know, everything picks up or Monday to Friday, like nothing happens. That was the case for us this past week. Like Monday to Friday was quite slow for us. And then Saturday and Sunday, everybody needed work done. And we came back to the office, you know, Monday morning and our, our inbox and, you know, our whole system for taking these leads in was just like loaded up. We're like, wow, all right, we got a right. long day here to hammer through all these people. Yeah. So that, that, um, that's something to always keep in mind. And then one other thing you said, uh, you know, a couple of minutes ago, you said adjusted up and down. Now, I'm, not, I'm not familiar with how HomeAdvisor works. What are we adjusting up and down? I'm guessing that's your monthly budget. And how do you do that? I mean, tell me more about that. Give us a little bit more of the, of the nuts and bolts of right. you know, HomeAdvisor there. Yeah. So the way HomeAdvisor works is you have a monthly spend. Okay. So they'll take that monthly spend and they'll divide it out uh, for each day. And then they'll send you leads based on what your daily budget is. You know, so what's your typical monthly spend on there? It varies, but you know, we'll go, we'll go as low as a hundred dollars just to keep the account open. And we'll go as high as maybe $2,000. Um, and then my so I'm guessing like right now when you're off season, you're setting it down to a hundred. Right. But we just stepped it up because we are, even though we're not working, we are estimating. So right now yeah. we're about 500, um, you know, and our leads for concrete raising are about 28, 28, yeah, about 28, $29, uh, per lead. So, um, so yeah, and you could, like I said, you could change that whenever you want. It's really, really simple to do. Um, there's no lag time in that. And, um, the way it works is, you know, this is market match and market match is basically a consumer going on there, filling out what their project is. And then they send that out to, uh, multiple contractors, um, and, and sell that information, right? Um, so that's the market match system. And we found that for us, we, that's kind of what worked best. Um, you're also on their directory too, you pay for that as well. Um, and that's just basically, you know, people go on the site and look at the list of people. Um, but a lot of people like the market match, they like getting multiple bids. So with that being said though, I will tell guys who, you know, maybe they had bad luck. If you don't have someone that could answer your phones immediately, then HomeAdvisor might not work. Um, you have to have, you know, if you're a guy who kind of does everything and phone calls go to you in the field while you're working and you can't get to people until the end of the day, home advisor won't work. Um, we found that if we don't answer that, you know, that, that call, then we lost that lead people. So are they calling in or are they filling out the, the thing online, the website form, the questionnaire it, that home advisor works in? Uh, well, they fill it out and they get the lead. Yeah, I should, I should, I, I explain it wrong. They send the lead to us and that says, Hey, so-and-so wants this project done. So you have to call them back. Okay. So you have to call um, them. So these aren't inbound call calls. Them. Right. Right. Okay. So you get notified and then you make the call to connect with them. Yeah. So if you can't make that call right away, you're losing that customer because there's other contractors out there that are also calling. Um, so, you know, 
time is the most critical thing. And I feel like some guys that have bad luck with home advisor, it's because of that reason. Um, they're just not calling them right away. At least that's for us when we don't like for, if our office person is, is can't get to the phone or the, you know, there's a day off or something. It's so hard to get those leads, you know, because think about your homeowner, you need something done. Once you get, two people maybe you know set up to come to your house you're done you're, you're not setting up any more appointments you're not wasting time anymore so you're not even going to answer the phone if you know if you see someone calling you so um that's probably the biggest thing with home advisors you got to call them just call them any, back is right any any lead that's kind of general rule of thumb but but home advisor is even more important because that you're competing you know with other guys out there um so you know that that's huge um, but then the other thing too um, and this goes on to more broader topic, but you, you know, home advice will get you the lead, right? But you know, now it's, it's up to you. Uh, it's up to your branding and your sales process and all that to, to really get that job. So, um, you know, if you're having trouble closing those home advisor leads, um, you know, it, it could be something besides home advisor, maybe, you know, it's your website or maybe, um, I have a feeling where you're going, you know, home advisor will get you the lead but you really can't, that doesn't mean you're going to sell it. You got to have a good sales system in place. You got to have a good sales system. Yeah. And I think maybe, you know, people starting out will go on home advisor, you know, and, and, and may have bad luck, but you know, you got to ask yourself, well, what is it home advisor or, or something else, you know, um, that that's leading customers, you know, for instance, reviews, you got to have a lot of reviews, not just on home advisor, but on other sites. Um, and then the profile on home advisor, you better have a lot of good pictures, right? You got, you know, before and afters, maybe a bio about yourself. Um, this is, again, stuff that they tell you, home advisors do, but it really does make it yeah. different. You know? now, do you have any type of uh, like automated sequence that happens after you get a lead? Like maybe it sends them an automated text, drops them into an email sequence. Uh, do you have anything like that set up? We're working on something like that, yeah. Um, really cool if they come in as a lead, then boom, five minutes later, they're seeing you in your, in your Facebook feed. Right, right, yeah. So. Um, we, we are implementing that this year so that when we do get a lead through home advisor, now they're, they're going to be put into a, uh, uh, a Facebook, um, campaign for, for our, our warm leads. Um, we call them and then they will, uh, be seeing, you know, they'll be seeing our ads on Facebook. Um, and then also too, we're going to be developing uh, email sequence to kind of, um, kind of get them familiar with our company before we show up to, to actually do the bid. Um, and then after the bid, there's a, a follow-up email sequence as well um, that they get. Uh, but yeah, so that all that stuff, um, you know, is I think extremely important, um, you know, to uh, to con convert those leads. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think it's totally vital that you know when you're in kind of a competitive space like Home Advisor is, you know, when customers are getting four or five, maybe seven leads, I think in some markets, or not seven leads, but getting seven responses, you know, from right. contractors that you've got something that's, uh, you know, going to stay in their face, even after you make that phone call and until you see them. And after that, you know, I think it's vital that you've got something that's delivering content, staying in their face, keeping you front of mind and differentiating yourself. Let's talk a little bit about what a lot of people say are fake leads, bad leads. Do you guys get any of that? And what do you do about it? We do. We do yeah, we, we, we do get fake leads. Um, and you have to just, you know, it, it's just, it's, it's just, it's part of the game, you know, um, we do get, you know, you call them up and no one, it's like a dead number or you call them up and there's just confusion. They're thinking, well, I never requested concrete work. Well, what are you doing? Um, it's frustrating. You know, you're thinking you know, in your mind, oh, that there goes $28 there, you know, but you have to, well, number one, if you do get a lead, that's bad. 
immediately send it back to home advisor. And I know it's a pain and some guys might not want to do it. Um, again, it goes back to, you got to have someone kind of in the office and, and have them have that be part of their job is returning those leads. Um, so we, we do get refunded, you know, quite a bit, you know, when we stay on top of it. Um, but at the end of the day, some you might not be able to return. So you just have to keep track and, and factor that into the cost of, of doing business with home advisor. Um, if you get to a point where it's just driving the cost per lead up, then you know, yeah, home advisor might not be worth it anymore. Uh, but for us, even with those bad leads, um, it's still it's still viable. I mean, you got bad leads everywhere. You know, you got people clicking on your Google ads, right? That have no intention of buying, right? They just want to check out. A lot of times, it's your competitor. You know, yeah. Uh, so you, you every lead source is going to have uh, waste, right? It's going to have bad bad leads in it. Um, so you just have to factor that in to the, to the cost. That's a very good point. I've never heard it worded like that. Every lead source is going to have waste. Yeah. It's, it's just hard it I mean, you just kind of <laughs> have to look at it, look at it in aggregate at the end of each month and yeah. net it out and see what you got going on from there. Right. Yep. So with the home advisor leads that you guys get, you know, how fast do you get out there and do the estimates? Let's talk about that. Your sales process. I, you know, I request an estimate from you. You're calling me back five or 10 minutes after. Do you like to make it a priority to be the first one out there? Or do you try to string it out and be the last one? Uh, Yeah, we're not that sophisticated. (laughs) So for us, it's, it's really just whatever time we could, the earliest we could get out there to meet with the customer. So we Mm -hmm. try a lot of guys, um, don't want to meet the customer. They just want to go out there, do a drive-by, and then email yeah. the proposal. And we do that too sometimes, you know, if it's a smaller job. But we really want to meet with the customer. So it's it's already kind of a challenge to find out a time that works. So, you know, we, we just, you know, we just try to find the, the, the earliest possible. So you, no, no Jedi mind tricks to scheduling no, estimates. No, no, we're not. Yeah. Works for you. <laughs> we just want to get out there real quick. Yeah, no, it's... Um, um, I still haven't found what's better for us to be the first guy or the last guy. I think there's pros and cons to both. Um, I, I, I think being kind of, uh, the last guy's probably my intuition tells me it's, it's sometimes better because they're already familiar. Um, they already have some questions that they, they that they could ask you. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like I have a pretty good sales presentation that I do. Um, so being the last guy, sometimes I think kind of, um, yeah, I, I agree. It does give you a little bit of an edge. And by yeah. that point, they're, you know, frustrated with getting estimates. And they're like, all right, so, you know, if we make a deal, we sign and give you a deposit, we're done with this whole part of the, you know, part of the phase. It does. Yeah, come- yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. But sometimes people, you know, I, you're the first guy that shows up and, they, and they'll be honest. Like, I'm not really going to call anyone else. That's it. You know, I don't, I don't want to do this. So sometimes people just don't, once they trust you and it's the, it's the, the price they had in mind, then they're not going to waste their time and call anybody else. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's better. I guess it all depends on um, on the customer, really. One of know? the things I, you know, because we don't do any, you know, scheduling, fancy Jedi mind trick type of stuff for scheduling. We just try to get out there and be professional. But if I end up in front of a homeowner and it's, you know, a good size project, say $6,000 plus, I mean, right. economically speaking, it shouldn't matter because my cost of going out there is already sunk. You know, I should right. do the best thing going forward. Best thing is that I've found is just basically saying, hey, you know, I'm sure you're going to get other bids and talk to other contractors. If anybody tells you anything different or if you have any questions after meeting with them, don't hesitate to reach out. Give me a buzz back. I'll be happy to come back out here and go through everything with you again and leave that door open. And then, 
you know, ultimately the idea here is to get the phone call. I don't always go back out. My salespeople don't always go back out, but at least you get them making a phone call to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you can get some information on who you're bidding against, what their numbers were. Right, and then, right. you know, you've got that open line of communication. You've got a second chance. You can go back out there if you want. I found that works quite well. It's a trick I picked up from uh, someone that was, you know, give me some sales training several, several years ago and they absolutely crush it. And that has worked out pretty well for us when you, you know, when you, get out to the job site and you find out you're the first person, you're the first person that's came out, you know, and they're definitely waiting on the three to four other estimates. So there's no one call close on this, you know, on this project. I've found that to work quite well. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, we're uh, getting close here to the time. One of the things I wanted to kind of hear from you on is uh, what you were doing there a little bit more on the uh, kind of you know, placing the flyers out there. That was pretty interesting because uh, a lot of people talk about door hangers and stuff. I've never done that. I don't know anything about it. Uh, mm -hmm. You mentioned that, you know, kind of before we got into the home advisor topic, give us the rundown on that, man. What does a flyer look like for you and how are you getting them out there? Right. Yeah, I know. It, it, so from our experience, we, we just get better results when, when customers actually have something, um, you know, whether it's a, on their door or attached to their mailbox. There are some, you know, you can't, you know, laws sometimes where you can't, you know, you can't have it put in the mailbox, but you could attach it to it. Um, but we see that there's a better response rate when we're actually hand delivering um, flyers or door hangers. Now flyers is usually just a full size, double-sided um, clear coat, you know, uh, marketing piece, you know, that, that we'll do. Um, or sometimes we use, you know, the conventional long, you know, door hangers. Um, and by doing that, you know, we're able to really pinpoint the neighborhoods that we know fit, um, the type of work, um, that, you know, we're trying to get. Um, but yeah, we, you know, like I said, you know, I, I have a company that I, I use to do that and it, it's just a great way to get a lot of jobs that are all close to each other. And, um, that to us is very big, you know, travel time kills us. Um, we have a lot of equipment and a lot of time spent cleaning up and things like that. Um, and then also too, when, when you start doing a lot of jobs in the area and people start seeing your, your trucks and your signs, um, that makes an impact and you, you become um, the go-to guy in that yeah, area. There's a certain so, momentum that builds up with that stuff. Momentum. Yeah, right, right. So, um, so by hand delivering things, whether it's a door hanger or a flyer, um, you, you could do that. Um, and you could offer a reduced price since you are saving on travel time. Um, so it's a win-win. You know, I, I, I give customers kind of a neighborhood discount, you know, um, and, and, I, and I, there's kind of a sense of urgency too created where, hey, we're going to be in this neighborhood in a couple of weeks, we could, you know, this is a time where you get it done and save. And a lot of people are thinking, you know what, this has been on my list for a while. And since you're coming, yeah, let's just do it, you know. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, it works well for, for homeowners too um, when we do that. So, yeah, it's kind of a old school marketing way, you know. I mean, I remember doing that when I was a kid, you know, mowing lawns. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I still do it now. And it, it still drives, you know, it, it, I wouldn't say it's our main way of doing work, you know. Um, but it does help a lot, you know, and, and also, you know, we get a lot of repeat business too from that, you know, people yeah. will say, Hey, I did get your flyer a while ago, but you know, now I saw you do this other job. Hey, you know, I think I want to do it now. So, um, so yeah, again, it's, it's another, um, another lead source for us. And again, I, I like to kind of diversify and that, and, and to me, that's, you know, it, it, it works for us and not all services. I don't think it would work, but for us, um, it, it, it does. So. Yeah. Can you give us an overview of the creative? Like, what do you say? What are, what are these, uh, what do you put on them? Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, let me see if I uh, thought I had one around from last year, but I guess I was wrong. Um, but anyway, so it's just a, it's just a full sheet. Um, and so eight and a half by eleven. Eight and a half by eleven. Yeah, yeah. And for our business, you know, it's very visual. You know, raising concrete before and after is, is a great visual. So we'll have some before and after pics. Um, we'll have some um, copy on there that says, "Hey, you know, we're going to be in your area, and we're offering you know a neighborhood discount." Um, and you know, I don't really put um, um, coupons or stuff like that. No. I just let people know that they're going to be saving money because um, every job's a little different. Um, and then I kind of get lift some features of our service of, 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 uh, and then, you know, that's pretty much it. I mean, it's, it's try to, I always try to keep it simple, but the key thing is really the visuals. That's what people want to see. Yeah. The before uh, and after pictures work good in almost any trade. If you can figure out trade. a way to incorporate before and after, uh, right. you'll do quite well with that in almost anything. Right. Exactly. So it's real simple stuff. I, I found that the more stuff I, more services I put on there, the, the less effective it is. So like, I'll try to just focus on concrete raising. I might put like a small, like, Hey, we also do, you know, crack repair and blah, blah, blah. But I'll keep that real simple and small, just, just so they're kind of aware with it. And they might ask for it when we come do the estimate. But um, the focus is getting people, um, you know, to, to understand one service um, and, 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 you know, focus on that. So Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I can't stand it when I see ads that are like, oh, we do this and this and this oh and this. Gosh. And it's like, you're trying to advertise for everything in one ad. It's like, no, yeah, uh, you know, not even most of the time, you don't even have an eight and a half by 11. It's like, pick the one thing you will get other oh stuff. God. You know, everyone, everyone's always like, well, if I just advertise for that, I'm not going to get a, you know, anything else. It's like, well, no, other people will still, you know, assume that you do this and call, you're not going to get as much, but you want right. to speak to the people that you want. You're still going to get that other stuff. It doesn't mean you can't do anything else. It just means yeah. your advertising really needs to be kind of honed in and focused on what's getting yeah, you it's, the projects it's, you want. It's tempting to do, right? Cause you're like, well, I, I do this and this and this. I don't want to miss any opportunity. Right, right. But, you know, I got one the other day from a guy, a direct mail piece. The guy literally does everything, you know, like he washes windows, gutters, Christmas lights, mowing lawn, landscaping, um, you know, like just endless amounts of stuff jammed into this little tiny thing. It just, you couldn't even stare at it for more than a second. Your eyes would hurt, you know, and you're like, yeah why would anyone want to call this guy? Like, obviously he can't be great at all these things, right? So when you go to a restaurant and the menu is like, you know, like 20 pages long, you're like, they can't be great at all these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's a, that's a good point. So which one works out more economical for you, the direct mails or the door hanger or flyers? Uh, well, it all kind of depends on the size of my direct mail piece. Um, they're very comparable though. Um, mm -hmm. Direct mail will be less, especially if I bun if I do it through a, a service that's bundling it with other companies. Um, but it's not as effective, you know. You're you're a lot of people, you know, with direct mail. It, direct mail works for for a lot of companies, um, but with ours, sometimes I, I feel like um, it just gets lost, you know, in the mail. I people totally agree. You know, people get this big pile of mail and a lot of people don't get their mail every day so when they do yeah. get it it's just like like for instance i don't get it every day but when i do it's this giant pile and then you know i go through it i look at ads because you know that's i'm in the business of I do buying the same ads thing, yeah. but for most people they're just dumping it right into the garbage you know yeah, so, you know pluck out the ones that are actually important right. the rest right. of the thing you, gets lost. when you have something stuck on your door or jammed you know on your mailbox post you have to pick it up right it's it's very intrusive you know and yeah. you know some people don't like that but you know what a lot of people that's they want to know they they want you know to take advantage of of your service while you're in the area so you know you're doing a service to the to the neighborhood let's talk in terms of cost on it to get these 
door hangers or flyers. When I say flyers, I'm kind of re- referring to the same thing here, sticking something in into kind of the door jam uh, or, you know, doing a door hanger itself. Either way, how much do you spend on distributing that and how much does that cost? So if I'm doing 5,000, it's about 30 cents each. So that includes paying people to actually deliver them, you know. So 30 cents... At a volume of five thousand thirty cents each, so what is that roughly two? That's two thousand dollars exactly, I think. Am I right? Yeah, a little, a little less than that. I, I think it's a little less than that. But uh, I but have yeah. a I have a degree in accounting, but it's been right. seven eight years since I graduated. That that stuff's gone right out of my head. You know, I'm a sales marketing. Fifteen hundred around there. Fifteen hundred. Yeah. So fifteen hundred to get it out to five thousand homes. That's not bad at all. Right. And again, these are people delivering it, you know, it's, so it's, yeah. but the response, you, and, and the one thing I've learned is you can't just, you know, when you're looking at advertising, a lot of people are looking at, you know, think metrics like, you know, cost per click, cost per house, all this different stuff. You got to look at um, really at the end of the day, you know, how much work did you get off of it? your cost yeah. per acquisition, right? That's the key metric that you have to always be it looking is. at, you know, so, and, and that's hard to measure sometimes. Um, but you might have something that costs a lot of money to send out, but it could be extremely effective and get you some, some, some really good work. And it, it, it pays for itself real fast. Um, versus sometimes you have stuff that's really cheap to do and you get nothing, you know, you get one or two jobs. It wasn't even the headache of worth, you know, worth putting it together, you know? So, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, looking at that cost per acquisition is, is, you know, that's the goal of, of any, any marketing campaign you do. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I know we've, we, you know, even at 30 cents each, we're, we, it still works out well for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you, do you do those campaigns, the, the door hanger slash flyer campaigns, do you do those uh, consistently? I, you know, my thought on direct mails, if you're going to do it, you have to do it, you know, every month in a, you know, strategic consistent fashion yeah, so that everybody's used to getting it do you guys do the right. same thing with the door hangers we're going to try to we we there's a um a town that we know um just works real well for us that we've been doing it um just once a year but now we're going to be kind of stepping that up and, and doing it more often so yeah and that's you're you're exactly right the more you do it the better it is and yeah. people even if they don't call you from the from your ad but you're also you're creating brand awareness and that's right. the key you know, brand awareness in this business is so, so important. Um, so everything you do, keep that in mind. And again, can you measure that? It's hard to do. Um, but you should assume that when you're sending out 5,000 things with your logo on it, people are going to remember that logo when they see it, you know. Um, yeah, so as, long maybe, as, as long as you're delivering them right. to, you know, the right neighborhoods, getting right. them to the right people. You know, you just can't go out on the street corner and start handing it out. Um, I know this happens in our Facebook group. Sometimes people will like, put like their business card and put it in there and drop it. Like, come on, we're not a targeted audience here. You got you to gotta yeah, deliver the yeah. message to the right audience. And right. Uh, you know, obviously, if you can identify the key neighborhoods, that's something that can certainly work well for you. Well, it is working well for you. It can't. Yeah, I would say it is working. That wanna, if you want to try something, it's really about getting those neighborhoods, you know, because I, I, I know the neighborhoods just because of all, you know, 10 years of doing Concord, I know which neighborhoods need concrete raised right mm-hmm. um so i know those areas there's a you know the chicagoland suburbs is full of a lot of large track home developments um so i know those areas very well so it's really about you know finding the right area i mean the the, the ad itself could be real basic it doesn't have to be 
you know, you don't have to hire a graphic designer to do it. Um, it could be, again, but it, the, the key is really finding the right neighborhood. Um, and that might take practice. You know, I would say if you do it and it fails, don't give up. Try a different neighborhood um, and just keep, keep at it until you get to a point where your cost per lead or your cost per acquisition, I should say, is in line with other forms um, of, of, of leads. So, so yeah, it, it takes some time. I've done this in neighborhoods and it failed, or I've done, I've done it once and it worked well. And then I did it the other year at a different time of year and it just nothing. So it's like, you know, it takes, it takes practice. And that, I mean, the same thing with Facebook, right? I mean, you're constantly testing mm -hmm. and revising and changing. So, um, you know, same idea. Right on, right on, man. So thanks for sharing that. I'm certainly glad to hear that. That's something that's going to kind of stay on my mind, something I want to try, some new marketing methods. Uh, if you guys have listened to me, you know that I'm all about the online marketing methods, but have done very little offline because, well, online has worked so well. But I think over the coming years, uh, something I do want to try, or not over the coming years, but over the next six months, one thing I want to do is work on some offline marketing methods because we are saturating everyone online. So that's certainly something that I want to try. On that note, though, we do kind of have to wind up here and cut it short. So, Pete, first of all, man, thanks for joining me on the show. Uh, for any listeners out there that want to connect with you, what's the best way of doing it? Uh, you could email me at um, Pete at theconcretehero.com. Uh, that would be the best way. All right, Pete, that sounds good, man. Thanks for joining me on the show again. Look forward to having you back one day, and we'll see, um, well, we'll see what kind of sequence you got up, set up for Home Advisor at that point. Right. right, sounds good. Thanks for having me on, Corey. All right, you're welcome, buddy. Yep. Take care. You've reached the end of another episode of the Home Pro Success Podcast. Connect with us and join our collaborative Facebook group at homeprosuccess.com.